Thank you for tuning in to the Realities Podcast. Realities Podcast is a blog-term podcast about the realities of life, what's trending, being a mom and a wife, family, career, and everything in between. I hope you enjoy this next episode, but please make sure that you follow us on Instagram at Realities, and that is R-A-I-A-L-I-T-I-E-S. Let us know what you think about this next episode. Enjoy. Welcome back. We are back. Say hi, G. Hi, G. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We are back, and this month is Women's History Month, so we are celebrating all things women. Um, This week was also International Women's Day, and so we are celebrating all things women. Our theme this month is Women Do It Best, because we do. Sorry, guys, but without us, yeah. Y'all wouldn't be here. Sure enough wouldn't because you needed your mama and your mama's mama. So <laughs> we have a guest with us today, Miss Jasmine, and she's going to introduce herself to you guys and let you know what she does. And then we'll get into our episode. Hi, guys. So uh, my name is Jasmine Page. I am 29. I am in the active duty military in the United States Navy. I've been in for about 12 years now, or coming up on 12 years. Um, I am a DC-1 or damage control petty officer, first class. Um, Yeah, I joined when I was 17, and it was probably the best decision I could have made. So now we just finna roll with the punches. You finna find out a lot more about me. Awesome. Jasmine is also a mommy, so that's another hat. She wears, aside from being a sister and an auntie and a cousin and all the other hats that we as women wear, but the two most important is being a mom, number one, and then her her um, being in the service right now for the for the Navy. So you yeah. should have talked we'll to us first. To- we'd have talked you. We'd have talked you out of that being a mommy thing. <laughs> listen, man, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Leave, leave Kinsley alone, okay? Let her be great. Yeah, all right. Let her be great, all right? So we talked about what branch of the military you're in and your position. Um, explain to us what you do. When she told me her position, I was like, girl, they need that position to some other shit, like relationships, damage control. We need you what? in the real world. <laughs> yeah, so... um. So I'm a damage control man. So pretty much what I am, I am a glorified firefighter for the Navy. So my job is pretty much to train the rest of the command um, as far as damage control capabilities. So if there's any type of casualty on the ship, i.e. fire, flooding, um, holes in the wall, any type of damage that the ship sustains, I'm responsible for one, being the first responder to respond and also to ensure that the rest of the crew knows what to do or at least attempt to be, you know, one of the first responders to the casualty. So my whole job pretty much is training or to more so take care of people. Um, it, it can get stressful, it can get worrisome, but uh, for the most part, it's easy, it's easy days because everybody is required to do my job, so. It works out for me. Awesome. Awesome. Ooh. 
So you say you um, joined the Navy at 17. Why the Navy? Out of all of the other military branches, can you so swim? Honestly, God, honestly, God, <laughs> I'm like, can, can you swim? You didn't got on that question, right? Yeah, you have to go through a swim test to go through boot camp, but some people still don't know how to swim. But I can swim. Like I knew, I knew how to swim before the Navy. Wait a so minute. Some people know how to swim. <laughs> exactly. You need to tell her because she don't seem to understand that. Nobody in her family know how to swim. That's crazy. That's crazy. I No, my kids know how to swim. I don't even know how to swim. Count. If, 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 some, if, if something happens. Who them if, if they um, Exactly. If they, who jumping in exactly. there? When, when it come down to your kids, you learn to swim real fast. <laughs> she going to doggy paddle her way through it. Learn to swim. You might not know how you did it afterwards, but I'd be a whole Olympic damn swimmer at that point. <laughs> but yeah, but why the Navy? Um, okay, so honestly, it was like a spur of the moment choice. So I was, uh, I was in high school. I think it was either my senior or junior year, and I was kind of joking around. And uh, one of my homeboys had already decided he was going. And we had this, like, college fair going on. And uh, an ad popped up in my computer graphics class. I was on the internet. Wasn't he supposed to be? But an ad popped up. And I was like, y'all, I'm finna join the Navy. You know, just joking around. And he was like, yo, my recruiter's going to be here for, you know, the college fair. He was like, you serious? You should talk to him, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. So mind you, I'm, I'm 16, 17 at the time. So I go and I'm talking to dude and he's like, yeah, trying to just trying to sell it. And I'm just like, yeah, okay, sign me up. Like, whatever, sign me up. And he's just like, you don't have no questions. I was like, you said it's a guaranteed check, right? He was like, yeah. I was like, you, I get out of here, right? He was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, like, what else do I need to know? Like, what, what else is there? So um, I came home and I told my uncle, and I was like, yo, uncle, I, I want to join the military. Like, I want to go to the Navy. He thought I was joking. And I was like, no, I need you to sign these papers. Like, <laughs> I need your permission. Because, I, like I said, I was 17. So he was just like, you know, are you sure? Are you sure? And I'm like, yeah. He was like, well, you know, I support you in everything you do. As long as you're um, 100% sure this is what you want to do, then obviously I'll sign the, the papers. But I want to talk to your recruiter. And he tried to, my uncle tried to press the recruiter out, like, sir, like, what, what are you going to do that's different? He was like, yeah, so, so what's, like, t- break it down for me, tell me what's going on. He was just like, your niece said that she wants to go, she didn't ask too many questions. She said she was down for whatever job. So it was literally like, sign me up, I want to go. Like, I don't want to be here, I'm not going to college, like, I don't want to do that, I just want to go. And they were like, okay, so... It kind of, that's kind of how it happened. And honestly, most people didn't think that I would last um, this long. If y'all, if y'all knew me growing up, you'll understand why. But uh-huh. most people didn't think I would last this long because I was kind of spotty. Like, I, I, don't, I don't like people to talk to me any type of way, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. So, uh, <laughs> so it ended up, this actually ended up working for me because I was, I'm, I'm, I'm always good at what I do. So I was very good at the job that I chose, which was damage control. And um, I kind of ran with it. You know, I got in, got in a lot of trouble throughout these 12 years. <laughs> but, uh, you know, me being as good at my job kind of saved me a lot. So, that's good. yeah, that's how it happened. So, I know being in the military, a lot of times you all travel. Where are you now? I am stationed in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. I've been here actually for five almost six years about six years i got here um 2015 
and I've been here since, and I'll be here for a few more years at the very least. So yeah, I'm stuck here. So in those right, so in those twelve years, where have you been? Um, for my first five years, I was stationed in Virginia, in Norfolk, Virginia, and then um, I came down to Florida in 2015, and I've been here ever since. Well, at least stationed there, traveling. Um, as far as like deployments and stuff, like I've been on love in Dubai, all over Italy, Yemen, um, Saudi, uh, Sudabay, I'm sorry, Sudabay, been to Israel. Um, gosh, we have, um, I, I have to bring my list out. Like we've literally been all <laughs> over Italy. Like my okay. first deployment, my first deployment was in 2010. 2010 when I first got to my ship that was the best deployment that I had with some of the best people and I turned up mind you I was I had just turned 18 when I got to the boat so wow. I was I was just youngest 40 I was just trying to get into all types of trouble and the people that I had like they were like they all took me in like their little sister so they showed me all you know all the spots how to do what how to get away with certain how to get away with certain <laughs> stuff you know I just had a blast like that was the turning point for me, like, oh, okay, I can do this. Like, I can get with this because it was like I've I've been to places, um, Mauritius, Seychelles. I've been to places that I didn't even know existed. You know, I knew Temple Hills, Capitol Heights. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying I knew I knew that. But like, once I got into the military and I started seeing all these different places, and it's like, damn, like this is beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Like, people do this. Like, and then you would get like three or four days. So one day you work on the ship three days you out in town so you you out here living your best life enjoying yourself um experience different cultures which is why like i always tell people you have to travel you have to get out of what you know you have to get out of your hometown you have to travel because once you experience something different it's like damn i don't i don't want to go back to what i know like i want to keep trying new things i want to try this i want to see this i want to see how people operate it's just crazy that's that's how i feel at least that's how i tell them when it come down to like beach water i'm kind of I'm not getting no damn Ocean City water. What are we not about to do? Like, I don't want my water to look like this. I'm, I, I I'm promise. Once I seen like real cl crystal clear water, I was like, man, beach is really like this. Like, man, I please go to Sandy Point every fourth of July. Sandy Point. You cannot. Please don't ever. <laughs> you can't put Sandy Point and any other beach in the same sentence. It's disrespectful. It's crazy because I was like, yo. And then, you know, I went to. I went to Virginia and Virginia's not, you know, they ain't crystal clear either, but it was, it was, it was a little light Sandy Point. Than Sandy Point. <laughs> I came down to Florida and I saw some like blue water and I'm like, oh shit, like America got some, some blue water too. Like, what's going on? So yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm bougie now. Like I don't really care for the beach, but if I gotta go, I better be able to see through the water. That's what I, I, I need to see my feet. I want to see the fish. And if I can't exactly. see them, it's a problem. <laughs> I want to see. I want to feel them and can't see. I want to see them. <laughs> the crabs, all of it. Let me, let me see. Let me see what's going on down there. <laughs> so, so how is it working on? Do they call it a vessel? Is that what it's? No. I don't know where I got that word. It's, from. it's, it's a ship. A ship. Okay. So, um, and then being on there for like long periods of time, because when you do, when you're, I guess, I don't, I don't know how it is, but. Are you only on the ship, working on the ship when you're deployed or like now when you go into work, you're working on the ship? 
So it's different for me now because I am on a pre-com. So I'm on a pre-commissioned ship. So the Navy doesn't own the ship that I'm assigned to right now. So it's completely different from a legacy ship or a normal Navy ship. So on my first ship, you would go into work every day to the ship. We're not necessarily out to sea, but we're going to the ship every day. And then you would have duty days, you know, and duty days are 24 hour work days where you stay and watch and you stay on the ship. You can't leave the ship, stuff like that. So um, you will work usually five days out of the week if you're on the ship and you're not on duty. Sometimes you work weekends if you, if you have that workload. It is what it is. But usually you go in, muster is usually, well, Reveille is like six, muster is usually at seven. And if it's a good day, if you work a regular day, you're off by four o'clock, 1600, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's longer days. Sometimes we have inspections. Sometimes we have certain work lists that have to get done. But there's no guaranteed schedule. Some days you could be at work for three hours and the other days you could be there for 24, you know? So there's no real work schedule. But when we're out to sea or when we're underway, um, that's when we're doing missions or doing exercises where we have to be away from the pier. Everybody is on board. Everybody stays on the ship. There's no, you're not going home while we're underway. We're out to sea because this is the mission that we have to do. Right. You know, and now um, at the pre-com, so it's like I'm in a training facility. I'm in a training standard or a student standard. So the way it is now, you have to get all your calls and education prior to taking the ship. Right. So they send you off to schools. I've, mind you, I've been here since 2019 and I still don't have my ship. Oh. Right. And we just got pushed back. So I'm on the LCS, which is the uh, Latoro Combat um, Ship. It's a new, the new class of ship, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. So they haven't, we haven't received it yet. So the Navy doesn't own it. So we don't take ownership until we get ownership of the ship. We don't, we don't go. Like right now the ship is in a whole nother state. So um, once we get that ship, then it would, it will be different. You know, I'll still, I'll go into work every day. I'll have duty days. Um, the LCSs are one of the smaller branch, uh, one of the smaller ships. So on a bigger deck, you can have like six duty sections. So you have duty every six days. On the LCS is usually every three. So I'm every three days, 24 hours, I'll be away from my kid. Oh, so, wow. Okay. For 24 yeah, yeah. hours. That's a long time. It's hitting me. I don't even think my body can stay up for <laughs> You don't, you don't have to necessarily stay up the whole 24 hours like you mind you we have birthing so you have somewhere to rest okay. um but, but you have to physically be on the ship yes you can't yes. lose the okay. ship okay yeah. okay and so i guess that takes us into another question that i had you know being um deployed or having to be deployed being a mom and all of that, like, how do you handle that? I mean, you've been in Florida this long um, without being deployed right now. And your baby is a baby. She's still a baby. Yeah. I mean, she might not talk or act like it, but she a baby. Yeah. She <laughs> just turned three, guys. She just turned three yeah. on the third. Yes. Happy Aww, birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. Um, okay. So deployments, like I said, I haven't, I haven't had to be deployed since mm-hmm. I've had my kid. You know, so my plan with my family, you have to have a family care plan if you are um, dual military or if you're a single parent. So my family care plan, granted, her father is in her life, but he he's not my family care plan. So my best friend and her husband, the Thompson, shout out to them. 
they are Kinsley's bonus parents. They're her godparents. So if I am away, so if I have um, 24 hour duty or I have to go out to sea or if I happen to go on deployment, luckily the deployments for LCS are a little shorter um, than a standard deployment. However, they're more, fr they're more fr frequently in and out of uh, port. But Carrie um, and Tremaine, her husband, takes Kinsley like she pretty much lives over there. She has her own room, everything. They are responsible medically, um, physically, everything for her while I am away. They are my family care plan, like legally in writing. She goes to them. Like right now I am um, TAD to a ship, right? So my work schedule is crazy. So instead of Kinsley staying here, she's with her godparents. She's, she'll be with her godparents for the rest of the week. So, you know, I just video, we just video chat every day. I'll call them. She'll send me snaps and pictures and messages, you know, throughout the day just to be like, hey, you know. Right. She's looking she for you. Asking uh -huh. for you. So, uh -huh. yeah, it's, um, I've had time to wrap my head around it. Like, I am grateful that, you know, I had the, I had the off time while she was young. Now she's a little older. She can speak. She can tell me what's going on. We can talk on the phone. Um, because I was worried about um, going away for a period of time and me coming back and my baby wouldn't know me. Mm -hmm. And it was it is one of the scariest things. Like even now, like I know she's in good hands. I know she's taken care of. But when I have to be away from her for periods of time, I get agitated. I, you know, I'm in my feelings. I'm cussing people out. They ain't done nothing to me. Like mm -hmm. I'm cussing people out. And it's crazy because I was supposed to... Um, I was supposed to be gone for for a, roughly seven months. And luckily, knock on wood, our ship got pushed back. So our deployment got canceled or got um, postponed, rather. So I was preparing myself to uh, leave my baby for seven months. You know, I was going to miss her birthday, you know, Easter's. I was going to miss so many milestones. And it was, like, really weighing on me. And everybody was like, dang, Jazz, like, you're not yourself. You're not smiling. Like, what's going on? We could tell something's wrong. And I'm just like, I'm good. You know, I'm good. Don't worry about it. Because, like, I feel like if I let those gates open, like, I'm going to break. And I can't afford yeah. to do that because I yeah. have to. Like, at this point, the military is how I give her the life that she deserves. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could thug it out as a civilian. I don't want to. I've set up myself, you know, to get her what she wants and how to set her up for the future using the military. And that's what I'm going to do for as long as I can. Mm -hmm. So it's like, dang, like, let me thug it out. Let me get my head on straight. Like, I know she's good. I know she'll be in good hands. Like, nothing will, will happen to her while I'm away. Let me do this. Yeah. But luckily, I didn't have to go. So now we turned up. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell yeah. you, I was I was that person. As soon as I saw her, I think maybe yeah. on Instagram, I was like, "What? Where's she going? What the hell?" I said, uh, "Jazzy." Yeah. And it's so funny because like everybody calls me. It's like, so so what's gonna happen? What? How do you how do you how do you feel? And I'm just like, uh -huh. I'm like I'm good. And it's like because everybody like I know everybody's concerned. So it's like call after call after call like. Mm -hmm. so what's gonna happen with Kinsley? Where, where's Kinsley gonna go? Like y'all finna come get her? And they're yeah. Oh, I can't hear you. It muted it. Say like, something. She be she be getting in. I know. I don't know why she's good running. into it. It just it mutes up. Yeah. Oh damn. Yeah. But <laughs> so 
for and I, it threw me off. I was like, wait, what was we right? Um, okay, so my question, um, so you, 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 so from what I heard, correct me if I'm wrong, you're in it for the long haul as long as you can be in it. Um, because retirement for the military is a lot earlier than um, average retirement for most most uh, regular civilians, yeah. right? You can retire once you hit 20 years in the military. So once I retire, if God willing, I do 20 years, I'll retire at 37. So from the then, good gracious. Okay, so do you have plans? Like, what do you want to do? Uh, for sure. Like, I definitely want to travel with my baby for a while. Like, I might take a year off, which is why, like, my savings plan is crazy. Like, I have to because I want to travel with my kid. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm going to give me a little regular, regular government job, federal job, maybe even be a Walmart greeter. I don't know. But um, <laughs> give me a little side job that I can still have a little extra coins in my pocket. But I'm putting in my work now so I can so I can cut up in the future. I know that's right. And you'll be young enough to do it still. Exactly. I wish. I wish. I wish. Man. 37 retiring. What? Right. So are you going to, do you think that's when you'll, you'll actually retire? Do you think you'll serve to, for the next, what, eight years or so? Or do you think you'll continue for a little bit? Um, my, my plan now is to at least make it to 20. Now, if I were to rank up, um currently talking to some people about the LDO package that's going on, which is um pretty much going from enlisted to officer. Because you know, I'm all about my coins. Like my love for the Navy is not at what it was when I was younger. However, you know, I still appreciate what it offers. So um if I can if I can put in the LDO package and get picked up, that is what I'll work toward. If I put on anchors, like if, if I become a chief, I may consider staying in a little longer, but I don't think I'll be one of those that do like 30 years or so, like I give you 22, 24 tops. Mm-hmm. That's probably all I got in me. Yeah. I'm about to say, yeah, because at that point, Kinsley would be at the age where it's a Almost perfect a age. Yeah, but it's that perfect age to be like, let's just go. Yeah. Like, you know, you ain't got to pack no, she pack her own stuff. Like, pack, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. That is the plan. Maybe like, right pack, now, she, what's maybe that? Not pack your own stuff. Yeah, but at 11. No, no. She I'll pack. pack I'll pack your bag. She no, can throw some stuff not. in the bag, and you can check it. There you go. I can do that. There you go. But that's you won't pack with, your own bag. That's what I do with Kenzie. I'm like, you pack it. I'll check it. And my only she she might only got drawers in there, but at she, <laughs> like, hey, at least she won't put one clean. So she okay. like, hey. She like, I got, I put the same clothes on, but I will not put on the same drawers. Oh, she need a clean pants. Keep it moving, sis. Oh my god. No toothbrush. <laughs> No toothbrush. Her butt clean, but her mouth stinks. But her mouth stinks. <laughs> but which one are you going to smell first? Depends on who she around. They make it away. <laughs> so, so what is what are the struggles or obstacles that you face as far as serving in the military and being a mom? Uh, as far as serving in the military, when I was when I was young, when I first got in, it was it was very difficult for not not me necessarily, but it was very difficult because, um, like I said, I'm an engineering rate, which is normally a male dominated um, department, right? 
So we had a lot of old salty dogs that didn't believe that women needed to be in the military. They didn't think that we deserved to be in the military, that we couldn't do the job. Um, so it was a lot of, you know, you have to prove yourself. You have to be better than what they expect, obviously, which I, which I was going to do regardless. That's how I was raised. But um, that was one of the main obstacles that I had to face. I grew up with thick skin, you know, so people couldn't bully me. But I don't like bullies either. So I, when I see somebody trying to intimidate another female or, you know, one of the junior sailors that's like a little bit more timid, I, you know, I'm, I, my mama bear comes out. So I always go in. Like I said, I was real sporty. So I'm, I'm going to buck up on you. And apparently that's frowned upon in the Navy. So, <laughs> so you know, Navy I, I, the Navy? So, uh, I, you know, I got in a little trouble for that. Um, also, you know, racism exists in yeah. the military. It's crazy because, like, you have this this situation where you have your brothers and sisters. Like, legit, you'll form some of the best bonds that you'll ever have in life through, you know, through other military personnel. But there's also some people that's just stuck in their ways. You know, they're stuck in their ways. This is how they were raised. This is how they were taught that this is right. And sometimes you just got to punch their ass in the face. <laughs> or, you, know, you know, talk about it or whatever they do these days. But um, exactly. racism was a thing. And I am very outspoken. I am very um, in your face. You're going to hear me when I, when I talk. So I was always the spokesperson for the little guy. You know, so that got me into, you know, a situation. But for the most part, um, people were very welcoming, at least for my first ship. For my first ship, I had a lot of, um, I had a lot of um, up, upper sailors that, that took you under your wings. You know, they wanted the junior sailors to learn. They wanted them to progress. They wanted them to succeed. So I learned a lot. They took, they like, they wanted you to take over. And what they teach you is to make sure you train the next person to take your spot. While you're trying, while you're training to take the next person's spot, you train them to take yours. Right. And that's what, that's what I got when I was on my first ship. Here is a little different. Um, It's, it's more of a top heavy command. So it's a lot of us. It's a lot of East sixes, a lot of khakis, which means that there's not really any junior sailors. So it's, there's a lot of competition. I'm not finna compete for no spot. Like my work's going to speak for itself. Like I'm not finna kiss no ass to be, you know, one of the top sailors or none of that. I'm not finna do no extra collateral works that don't really matter. What I care about is people, you know, because mm-hmm. Mental health issues are a huge thing in the military that they really do not put enough energy and put enough um, resources toward. So what I do, mama bear mode, I have a few junior sailors, whether they're engineering or not. And, you know, I'm mama page. So I make sure they get on the right track. I always teach them, don't be like me, be better than me, because I'm going to cuss somebody out. I can't have you doing it. Like I put my work in. I got 12 years under my belt. You can't do what I do, you know, but I know the mistakes that I made and I can make sure that you don't make them. You know, I, I know what I should have done when I was in your position. And now I'm going to ensure that you do it, whether you want to be in for four years or if you want to go to full 20, you have to get 
like the Navy's going to use you. They're going to use you to get as much out of you as they can for the least amount, you yeah. know? So you have to use them. Why you ain't crazy? Because I, I still haven't gone to school. Why you ain't use your TA? Once you get out, use your GI Bill. Make them pay for your school. Yeah. Everything yeah. that you get from the Navy, write them for it. Mm-hmm. Take them for it. I mean, you know. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's crazy because um, I used to I used to be so gung-ho. Like, I used to be so Joe Navy. Well, I wouldn't say Joe Navy, but I was so excited. I was like, oh, the Navy's so great, this and the other. I put on maybe E5. Maybe once I got the E4, E5, I was just like, yo, just pay me. At this point, like, I, this is a job. Send me my check. Like, mind you, I went to um, Captain's Mass, which is like going to court is like you're getting in trouble so i went to captain's mass when i first put on e4 for charging up one of my one of my e5s to be fair she she deserved it she tried to play me but i went up <laughs> and, and you know you can have you can have people come as character with witnesses and speak on your behalf so everybody got on their dress uniforms and I had the whole line throughout the ship. The CO came out and was like, yeah, all y'all need to sit down. Like, I don't want to hear from none of y'all. Paige, get in here. And I'm just like, mind you, I had never been in, in real trouble by then. So I didn't know how it was going to go. And he was like, you know, you're a leader in the in the deck place. Like, people look up to you, but there's a right way and a wrong way. And you have to learn. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what are we going to do? And I was like, prepared to take whatever punishment. Mind you, I wasn't getting paid for my E4 yet. So if they would have dropped me down, I would have went from E3 to E1. Oh so um, I was just like, damn, I, I just hope they don't take my money. You know, I ain't had no bills back then, but my money is mine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. Um, we were on deployment. So our next port was in like 35 days. Um, so he was like, yeah, you get 30, 30. So 30 days of restriction, 30 days of um, EMI. And I'm like, Bet. You know, I'm smiling and shit. He was like, are you fucking smiling? I'm just like, no, no, sir. No, sir. Smiling. <laughs> the time we hit port, I'm going to be scot-free. And then he was like, yeah, we're going to do um half months pay for two months. And I was like, what's that? Man, they hit my pockets. And I was like, you know what? I'll be good. I don't want no more drama. Like, I'll do whatever y'all need me to do. Like, don't touch my money no more. So once I, once I had that experience, well, with the mask again but that's not the point once i had that experience where they touched my my money it was just like it's not worth it. like i don't i ain't gonna go back and forth with you because at the end of the day if i disagree with something you say you it's nothing you can do to me to make me you know act out of pocket because like what am i real am, am i willing to risk my money to argue with you no you want me to do something that i don't agree with you got it boss i'm gonna sit right here though you know what i'm saying like you go on, go on about your business. I, I feel like I just got all off topic, but whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, She's like I don't know. E five was you better be listening because I'm talking to you, bitch. <laughs> seriously, because I feel like people feel like they can't be themselves once they join the military. Like you're still you're still a regular person. Like yes, there's rules that you need to abide by. There's regulations that you have to follow. However, you are still a human being. Like your mm-hmm. life does not end once you join the military. Like DC One Page and Jasmine are two different people. Mm-hmm. Like when when I when I am DC One Page, like I have to I can't be your friend. You know what I'm saying? Like I have to tell you what I need, tell you, tell you what's right and what's wrong. Jasmine can talk to you heart to heart. DC one page may not be able to at the time. 
You know, so it's like when I see junior sailors that's coming up and they so sporty, bro. Like when I see them and they got attitude and they popping off, it's crazy because I know I used to be like that. But now in a leadership position, I'll knock your fucking teeth out your mouth. Like, who are you talking to like that? But it's crazy because I have to catch myself like, Jazz, this was you. What did your people do for you? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you have to think, when you have junior sailors and a lot of them are acting out, most of them are acting out for a reason. So you need to check them and make sure nothing's going on at home first that's causing them to act out before you get in their ass. A lot of people just like to be like, you know, I'm, I'm your superior officer or whatever. Nah, nah, you can't come like that. And everybody doesn't take the same. Like, I will talk shit. If I don't tell you I'm going to beat your ass, I probably don't fuck with you. Like, I'm probably not, we probably not on good terms. You know what I'm saying? So some people get offended by that. Like, oh, shit, she threatening me. Like, you have to learn your people. You have to see what they want, see how they operate, and go from there. You know? And I I think that goes for, you know, just everyday life, too. Being able to... You know, have people knowing that you have people, and that's just even in a, in, a, in being a mom. And I just throw put that in there, kind of mix it in there too, um, since that's what we're talking about. But it also is you have that little person that's watching you, and we all have little people. So, you know, that when we don't even think they're watching us, they're watching us. And so it's good that you know you had that time early on to to actually check yourself and realize that okay, I have to, I have to fix some things. I have to change my ways or my reactions or, you know, what I say back to people, because not only just in the working environment, even just at home, you know, you're, you're, we're, we all have daughters. And so, mm-hmm. you know, if nobody else is watching us, they're the ones that mimic and copy every single thing we do. Even if we don't even realize it, you know, you look at them and see them do something one day and you're like, damn, I think I, did I say that? Oh, shit. Yeah. You know, I, and they, that's, that's I definitely have to catch myself a lot. I yeah. definitely have to catch myself a lot because, uh, mm-hmm. like I said, my daughter's three. And she obviously changed me for the better, right? Like I said, I was a spody one. So I was out here cutting up. I got pregnant in 2017. I was 25, you know, still out here living my best life. And it's just like, I've, I've never been one, like, to, to plan for the future because I feel like the future is never guaranteed. So once I got pregnant, it was like, I have to change. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't fly by the seat of my pants anymore. So now everything I do, you know, whether it's military related or not, is geared toward making sure she is okay. You know, making sure she's good in the future because at the end of the like she has family, she has people who love her. Nobody will ever love my baby the way that I love her. You know, nobody will ever take care of her the way that I take care of her. You know, she's not anybody else's number one priority. She's mine. So I have to make sure that I do things to set her up for a success in the future. And then I also have to carry myself differently. Like I can't be out here in these streets trying to fight everybody. I can't, you know, I can't be cussing people out. I have to watch how I carry myself because... You know, my little person is, is, is watching me and she's already mean. Like, I don't know... It was like just mine, but she's so mean. And I'm just like, yo, you're too. Like, what do you have to be mean about? You know, it was like, you know, be you have to be nice. You have to, you have to, you know, ask politely. And she's just like, I don't have to. She's like, (laughs) like, (laughs) 
She's like, no, I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, yo, are you seriously? Like, it's crazy. Because, like, if you talk to her, you wouldn't think she's a three-year-old. She'll have a full conversation with you. And I'm just like, okay, Kinsley. And she's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, right. yes, indeed. Like, I'm just like, come on now. But, um, yeah, as far as, like, my kid changing me for the better, like, she put a lot of things in perspective. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm so grateful for that because there's no telling where I would be. Like when I got pregnant at the time, I was supposed to be transferring to go back to sea early. I was supposed to be going to Hawaii. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm living my best life in, in Florida, you know, getting ready for a, a new change. And it's like, God was like, you need to slow down. You need to chill out and, and, and take another path. And I feel like honest to God, that is what happened. Like when I got pregnant, cause I was on birth control when I got pregnant. So I'm like, Come on now, but yeah. <laughs> but that burger like, show boy, it'll tell you everything. It, it, it only works for a certain amount of time, right? <laughs> then it's time. It just it don't work no more after that. You're allergic. Nope. Yeah, yeah. So it was like I felt like it was a sign for him. Like it's time for you to change. It's time for you to get yeah. back on path. Like I know you hurting, but it's time. It's time to get back. You know. And it and it, yeah. and it was you know and to our listeners and they probably figured it out by now that we you know we all know each other, but. You know, it's also, in my opinion, that that uncle, you know, rest in peace, Mr. Page. That was my homie. Mr. Page <laughs> told me how to drive y'all, everything. <laughs> he did. He, I got my license. Mr. Page took me to get my license. Oh my Same. God. He taught so yeah. many of us to drive. He taught all of us. To get <laughs> he taught so many of us. <laughs> and he was not, he was not for the bullshit. Like, you get in here, you shut up, you listen. You do what I say, and you are going to pass, and that's it. And then when I pass, I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, get in the car. I'm like, damn. That's it. Like that was it. But you know, I always say, you know, that you had that angel over you, and he's always been one. Like you need to calm yourself down. You need to calm yourself down. And it had to be when you had that child, and the children do that to you. I mean. We don't plan for it. It's hard to plan for it. Of course, some people plan, you know, they mm-hmm. count days and shit, yeah. but the normal folks, we ain't planning for this. <laughs> At all. And then, but when it happens, it's like the best thing you could have ever done in your life. It's like the heck with everything else. You know, I think being me personally, I think, and my kids drive me crazy. I know they stress me all the way out. I'd be ready to just go put myself in the, in the freezer somewhere and just hide. Like, let me go freeze my own goddamn self. They driving me crazy, <laughs> but it's the best thing ever. Like being being a mom, and it's no flight to the dads because I mean, hey dads, <laughs> whatever. We we over this joy stretch to oblivion and pushing out and doing all this stuff. But you know, I think as moms, as, as we said, you know, women do it best. We are yeah. the ones that you know. Un- for most households, we're the ones that make a lot of the decisions. We're the ones that the kids go to when they're when they're sick, you know. So, being a mom, like I say, it's, it's just the best thing that we could have ever done. And you know, for those that are not moms, you know, they get some nieces and nephews. It's still the best feeling. It's still yeah. one of the greatest feelings to have nieces and nephews. You can give them back. Definitely can give them back. But once you have kids, you cannot. You know, yeah. I try. I try. Look, look. My motto is, you have until, so I can't give back, Lenard. You have until they hit their ninth birthday. There's nine digits in your social security. You know what? <laughs> Up until you got until they, until you get all the numbers. You know what? 
You a mess. <laughs> you, a mess. you can give Morgan and Mackenzie back. You can give your baby girl back. I, can, I can, my where, where are we giving them back to? You can take up to someplace. Where are we going to put them back in our home? Start over. Because guess what? The reason they are the way they are is because of us and whatever we did that we're getting paid back for. It's crazy because I feel like I was a good child. I might have been a little sneaky, but I feel like I was a good child. And it's crazy. I'm I was though. I was. I was a sweet one. I was quiet. I ain't getting too much trouble. I don't know. Mama Ron, when Ron, I'm gonna make sure Rhonda listens to this episode. <laughs> like mom, can you comment on under there and let us know? <laughs> That you were not amazing? Okay. It's all the best. Well, uh, Tyrande ain't none of us was good, so that might not be a good idea. Still ain't good. Last Rhonda, <laughs> all of us were some bad asses. <laughs> Our little hot asses. Every last one of y'all was hot. <laughs> and Jasmine learned early. He was like, once you go, don't go back. I'm telling you. Look, yeah. I'll come visit. I'll yeah. come visit. Right, we once love you. Once in a balloon, moon. Hey, I, it, was, it was years before I came back home. Like it once was. I once I got down here, I came up once when I was pregnant. Came up when Kinsley was two. two. Oh, oh, it keep me. What is it that you? What you doing? What you doing over there? I, it might I, be the internet. It could be the internet. But it's okay. like she's not, she it's not like she leans forward and touches, she doesn't. Yeah, she move. just talking and then it just be like, nope, we don't want them to hear this part. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. <laughs> so what do you think has been um, or what do you think was your greatest inspiration? Aside from of course the guy coming in and saying, Hey, sign up, and you're saying, Hey, I'm gonna get a check, cool beans. What has been the, your greatest inspiration for making that career move like you could have uh, done anything else so oh look at the doggy girl oh shoot uh, I'm like what dog <laughs> so um I knew that I didn't want to stay home like I ain't we didn't I didn't come from money you know what I'm saying I didn't have um a college fund or scholarships you know lined up and I knew I didn't want to pay for it out of pocket you know what I don't saying? think none of us stayed in PG County but <laughs> Yeah, like I didn't, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to work, um, yeah, you know, night and day to go mm-hmm. to school because I, I, I wasn't in the mindset to go to school. I was going through a lot of things at the time, mm-hmm. and um, I needed a break. I needed a break from family. I needed a break from the um, environment that I was in. So I was ready to go. I didn't know how I was going to go anywhere. So when they were like, you know, it's a guaranteed check, and you can mm-hmm. travel, I was like. Hmm. You know, and I wanted to stand on my own, you know. Um, I think think that's important as, you know, as you grow to be able to know like, okay. And I tell, I tell a lot of people this also with just within family, like you have to see what it's like to do it by yourself. Right. You would never know what it's like if you don't just do it, just go ahead and do it. And same way that you did I'm like gotta you gotta do something because it's not gonna just you know nobody's gonna hand you 
a million dollars and be like, bam, here you go. Like you have to work for it. And especially, you know, as, as black women, we da- damn sure ain't nobody gonna hand it to us unless we meet us an old little shraggedy white man. But you know, <laughs> we gotta do things to get that paper <laughs> we ain't trying to do. <laughs> I think I think we um, might be a little bit too old for that by now. Now uh they still take us. What are you oh, talking about? I'm Ma'am, you are, ma'am. There's, I still give me a nice little wrinkly joint. <laughs> I don't want to do nothing with him. I will make sure he take all his medicine. You're <laughs> <laughs> just going to be the nurse. Take him right. I'll just be the That's nurse. Exactly what she gonna but do. I'm not going to bathe him. So he might got to get somebody else for that. I'm, about I'm not sponge bathing <laughs> nothing. <laughs> um, I think... Um, me me wanting to get away you know i i wanted to be you know my own person so i chose the fastest route you know i tried to get i tried to go earlier than i could but i i think i graduated in june of that year and i was trying to leave in like july but they didn't have an opening so um you know my recruiter called and was like the earliest i could get you out of here is october and i was like yes yeah, i'm here for that like i don't i don't know it was more so I felt like if I didn't leave when I did, I would have been stuck. You know, I would have been stuck in the environment that I grew up in doing the same thing that, you know, unfortunately some other people were doing, you know, like, and no shade to anybody that stayed home and, you know, made their way. But it's like, I knew I couldn't do that. I needed the change to become who I am today, to become a better person because I felt broken in so many ways. Like it was so much going on at that time that it was like, this is not healthy for me to be here. Yeah. Right. So once I finally got away, it was just like, okay, now you, you don't have anybody else to fall back on. You know, you have to be an adult. My job's 17. I thought I kind of knew everything, you know what I'm saying? But it was just like, this is a learning experience. You have to stand on your own two feet. Because like, I think my first job, I was like 14 or 15. I was working at Six Flags or some shit. You know, I knew from then, Everybody I'm so mad, that. man. You know, my uncle made me pay for my fucking school clothes and my school um, supplies. <laughs> you had a job all summer, you could play for your own shit. I was so mad. I was like, you don't prepare it. Like, <laughs> so I was mad. But, you know, from then, from then, I was like, yo, I can't depend on nobody. Like, I'm going to have to get it for my own self. Like, it was crazy. Yeah. So, that was one of the things that it was like, yo, once I turn 18, who's going to have me? Because he already telling me I got to do my own shit. You know what I'm saying? So I had to go. I had to find out how I was going to, um, you know, make it on my own. Just yeah. in case. Yeah. Yeah. So what has been, do you have a favorite place that you visit thus far? And do you have a place that you want to visit? Uh, Yeah, I want to go to Rio. I haven't been to Rio yet. I'm going to go to Rio, I'm going to go to Australia, and I want to go to Singapore. I haven't been to those places Ooh. yet. Um, one of my... Rio, you could be wow. naked and, not, and get away with like, that's what, what That's where my head was. Yeah, I, I, like it, yes. I like to go where I can just do stuff that I can't do here. Because I got to exactly. have, you know, you got to have be, yeah. all, be, a, be, be you. <laughs> and then you go somewhere else and I could be a whole nother person yeah i promise not you not the words you like, want to use how you do you have to travel so you can experience other shit like i got a whole different personality jasmine might not do some stuff but renee she exactly. gonna cut up wait a minute she, gonna, she, gonna, try, she gonna try some shit ziplining i we ziplined through the jungle in um mauritius craziest thing ever i was eating um sugar cane i ain't never ate no sugar cane before 
Uh, if we jumped off the waterfall, I could now I could swim. Don't get me wrong, I could swim. If I see the ends of the pool, I know I could get from here to there. I jumped into this waterfall, and for whatever reason, I didn't think 80 meters was that deep. 80 <laughs> meters, bro. I jumped and thought I was dying. I thought I was dying. And it's crazy because I was already back on the surface making my way to the rocks. And I'm just like, help, help. And they're like, Paige, like you're floating like you're floating it was the craziest thing ever but it was you know it was something that i got to experience i'm on this island and and who the fuck knows where jumping off of waterfalls i'd have never done this in my life you know what i'm saying uh-huh. wow. but yes. yeah seychelles seychelles was one of my favorite places um mauritius was a section i think it was mauritius we did the um walking on the sea so Wait, okay so go back where's seychelles yeah, exactly. Seychelles For- is an island off the um the coast of africa Mauritius oh. is too. Awesome. Yeah, so uh, you do walking on the sea, they put this helmet, this air helmet on, so you could they pump you with air so you can breathe while you're walking on the bottom of the sea. And oh. fish are like, tropical fish are like swimming towards you. You get to feed them, and they record the whole thing. So it's the craziest oh. thing. Wow. You know, we went through, through the um, zoo where you got to pet, like, the tigers and shit. Black people don't do that. I did, though. It was cool. I was like, <laughs> Petting the tigers, and I was kind of scared because the John was so skinny. And I'm saying, I was like, do y'all? He was hungry. I was like, y'all keep telling me, like, go, go. Like, you will love it. Are you trying to feed me to him? <laughs> Let me know something. Because I was, you know, they was like, they like dark meat. Hold on, ho. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wait a minute now. You trying to set me up? <laughs> yeah, that in Dubai. Dubai was one of my favorite, my favorite ports ever. It was, it was just amazing. Going to the Golden Souk. Walking through the mall, the the aquarium. There's a ski resort, a aquarium, all types of shit in the mall. It's just the craziest thing ever. Great, that's amazing. Great. Yes, yeah. indeed. Oh, we went to Venice, see the sunken city. Did the um, what is it called the gondolas, gondolas, whatever. Oh, yeah. um, the, gar- the gondolas. <laughs> those we did those. That was pretty dope. That was amazing. That was amazing. That's good. I mean it. People, you know, when they when they talk about joining the military, it's you know you hear some good and some people are like mm, I don't want to you know do this and do that. But I think you know they don't know what it really is like. I think mm-hmm. they're going off of what they see in movies or yeah. which is crazy, like, right? Or what Grandpa told about the Civil War, Not like grandpa, like <laughs> it's like, sir, you're not it's, it's, you're not going to go. It's because there. like the military is is forever changing. You know, how I came in 12 years ago is completely different from what p- new people come in and experience now. We couldn't have our cell phones. They have their cell phones in boot camp. You know, they on Snapchat and shit. Like, they wow. they yeah. have it easy. And then the, the world's so so sensitive now. So it's like, yeah. you don't even get the experience. You can't you can't yell at these kids without them being offended. You know, you you can't instill certain... So it, ain't no, it ain't no major pain going on no more. <laughs> Exactly. No, right. And I think I think honestly that's the problem because especially the young kids who've been coddled by their parents who've always been taken care of by their parents, they come in and they're so entitled. Yeah. Like I'm old school. I will smack the fuck out of you. Like I don't care. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'll take that L. But it's like other people are like, oh, well, you can't yell at them. Well, how are they gonna learn? I just ask them nicely four times. That's that's three past my limit. Now yes. what? You yes. know? People yeah, come look, in people, way too far. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're so they're so soft, and it's like, yeah. 
if I can't, if you you crying because I'm yelling at you, imagine us in a situation when I'm telling you what to do because the the classroom is on fire and I need you to do something for me. I'm gonna yell. Like when I am when I am in DC one mode, like my job depends teaching you. You know what I'm saying? Like if if I don't teach you properly, there's a good chance that you will never come home again. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can't have that on my conscience. I will never be able to go to somebody's parents and let them know that they didn't make it home because DC one didn't teach them right. Mm-hmm. DC one didn't didn't show them what it is because it's crazy. You can always train for something. You go run drills and walk them through it and talk them through it. But you'll be amazed how many people freeze up in a casualty situation. There's a fire blazing in your face and you froze it. People exactly. do it. Even some of the even some of the damage control men, they freeze because when she hit the fan, like it's real. Everything's fast, it's loud, it's scary, it's dark. You have to go into muscle movement. You have to remember what you need to do. And some people like, I'm yelling at you for a reason. It's not because I'm trying to belittle you. I'm not trying to be mean to you. It's because I need you to move your ass. Exactly. And if you can't handle me yelling at you, then how I can I expect it. you to save somebody's life? Mm-hmm. You know, when it's necessary. I don't know. I don't know what to tell so, them about. So I don't know if Gina had any more questions. My last question was what advice would you give for any single moms that are in the military or any advice that you would give to um, just a young woman that's kind of on the fence about joining the military? What Do you have any advice that you would give them? If you are a single mom um, in or wanting to join, you have to have a support system. You will not make it without a support system. And it's crazy because thank God, knock on wood, I've always had a chain of command that was family first. They've always been very accommodating. They've always, you know, understood my situation. But there are some people who are really, they, they don't. And they don't care. They don't care about you as a person. So when you, you know, when your baby's sick, they they won't let you get off work. So you have to have that support system. If you don't, you will crumble and it will break you. And I I don't mean that to like discourage anybody, but like, it's a real thing. Like, I don't want you to come in and be like, oh, well, you know, it'll be, it's not, it's hard. It's hard mentally. It's hard physically. It's hard financially. If you don't have help, if you don't, if you don't know how to budget, if you don't know how to spend your money, like, it can be hard financially. Thank God I took a, a couple of classes and my uncle ain't never sent me no real money. You know what I'm saying? Like I had to learn the hard way. Yeah. But um, your support system, whether it's family, whether it's, you know, a spouse or boyfriend or whether it's just um, a friend group. Like I have, I'm in this mom's group, right? Granted, I have my best friend. I have my kid's father and, you know, her, her family or whatnot. But I'm in this mom's group. And when I tell you, they come through. Like they come through, you can be on there and be like, hey, who's on the north side? You know, I need somebody to watch the kids for three hours. And they're like, okay, hold on, because I'm over here by Berlin. Let me slide by. Like it's, it's literally like a tight-knit family. When I tell you these moms don't play, because we all understand. Some of them are spouses, you know, so they, they're not really serving, but they understand the sacrifice. They understand how hard it is to raise these children by yourself. So imagine when you have to be away from your kid for 72 hours, but your kid has a cold. You, you want to be there for your kid because you know you're their comfort. But you, you can't because you have a mission that you got to complete. Mm-hmm. So you know you have to depend on the next thing. You have to depend on friends and family and your support system. And if you do not have a support system, I promise you, you will break. 
-hmm. It's so many people who's like, oh, you know, I, I'm on the fence. I want to get out because, you know, I feel like my, my kid deserves more. And they do. And they do. And some people have that option. Maybe you can get out and, you know, still provide for your kid. But the way I'm set up, I can't because my kid likes nice things. I like nice things. <laughs> so, so, you know what I'm saying? Like, my, my baby likes to go to freaking Sesame Place. And, and st I, don't, I don't have all that just set to the side for her, her free money. Like, she got savings accounts and stocks and, you know, everything else. But, like, her free money. Mm -mm. Oh, there we go. Oh, it muted again. We can't hear you. It muted. We can't hear you. Uh, we got three minutes. We got three minutes in the end. I feel like, like I pause it and then I let it go and, and it starts back up. Okay. So As a single mom, I don't think you could come in until you um, physically give custody away. I think you have to give them away for like the first six months or something. I'm not sure. When I came in and I have kids, but my, my sister is a, my, my best friend. I call her my sister. She's a recruiter. So every time I have a, a question about something like that for other moms, I'll be like, hey, what's going on? Like, exactly. how, do, how do they get through this? But I think you have to give up custody to come in and then have your 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 family care plan and get your child back. And that's a that's a whole nother mental strain on you. Like, I'm not giving my custody up for my kid. Like, that's crazy. But sometimes you have to do it because at the end of the day, you have to think, what what do I need to do to make the best situation for my kid. Everything I do is for my kid, you know? So mm -hmm. you have to think like, do I have to make this sacrifice so she can have the life that she deserves or he, whatever you have at home. So we got a couple more minutes. So to close out, um, in honor of Women's History Month, International Women's Day, um, we definitely wanna say we honor you. We thank you. Definitely. Um, Definitely support you as Black women. Definitely support you just as women overall. Mm -hmm. um, and love and hope that some other young woman that listens for whatever reason <laughs> to the episode is very is inspired. Um, but we definitely thank you for um, serving our country, of course. But thank you for also just being an inspiration to Black women. Um, and hopefully somebody out there can listen. And if they... 17 and don't know what they about to do and they live you know living in Forestville somewhere they can <laughs> go ahead and join the military if you ain't got no kids and, and you want to get away you want to put some money in your pocket I I the, the military could work for you I promise you it can um it's a little different for for parents but if you single you ain't got no no ties no real bills I promise you take this money take at least do the four years make them pay for your school put some money in your pocket start a business this is what it needs to be. I mean, it ain't for everybody, but you can make the military work for you. I promise you. Cool beans. So thank you again. Um, everyone that's me. listening, make sure that you um, download the podcast. We are on all streams at this point. Yay, yay, yay. Um, we are going to drop the video on our IG. So make sure that you follow us on IG at Realities. And that's R-A-I-A-L-I-T-I-E-S. Make sure you also um, follow Jazz and her Instagram is at Jazz Stepa S-T-E-P-P-A, right? She'll be yep. tagged. So make sure you follow her um, so that you can see Kinsley in action. And what's the dog name? Bella. Bella, Bella Ray. Bella. Yep. Bella in action because they're always on there. But again, thank you guys. Again, thank you. Thank, thank you, you Jazz. I appreciate you guys.